0: Everyone and welcome to another episode. It's a fun one, this one. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of negativity or sadness between us over this weekend. It's um, it's been refreshing. It's been different. It's been tough at times, mainly tough actually for for both our teams. And um, it's just good just to feel good again, isn't it, Quinn?
1: I think that's the perfect way to describe it. It's good to feel good. And I tell you what. We are going through the buy rounds at the moment and we've had a couple of buy rounds in a row now. And we are, we're back, we're feeling refreshed. We've got a couple of weeks off. And our teams are winning finally. So it's um it's definitely a good feeling around the Pressure Point Studios at the moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I mean, as we're heading into the buy for both our teams as well, it's uh it was sort of the perfect way that to uh to sort of finish off the first half of the season in particular and, and for a lot of teams as well, I think. This is coming up to yeah. Next weekend is the last round of buys, which is great. So we get back to, to normal footy after after next week, and um, yeah, and yeah, which means the shorter rounds give us not a lot to talk about compared to usual. But I mean, it's hard to go past Richmond and Carlton over the weekend. They're probably the two big stories in terms of wins over the weekend as well. And um, I mean, we can start from the MCG Saturday night and. In front of a big crowd and a very very wet Melbourne as well.
1: Yeah, I haven't experienced the uh, the ferocity of the rain quite like that for a very very long time. And I was uh, I was sitting right in the middle of it, poncho on, ready to go. And for the last half, I reckon I was absolutely soaked. But it was um it was worth every minute. Koch's 300th game. For those that haven't seen it somehow, if you live under a rock, it was yeah Trent Koch's 300th game. Um, and for Richmond fans, that that invokes and inspires a fair bit of emotion, you know, just from where we were as a club and Cochin took over as captain to where you know we we finished as a club when Cochin handed over the captaincy. So it was a very special game for us fans and supporters. And I tell you what, Trent Cochin played like it was a special game. He had an absolute blinder. Um, we haven't seen him play like that for a little while, but it was uh, good to see him back at his absolute best.
0: Yeah, it was fantastic. I thought a lot of the old Richmond heads really stood up as well. Um, on Saturday night, you know, talk at Dusty Martin really wound back the clock, didn't he? He was he was brilliant. He's probably had a, a really good season as well and gone under the radar, but thought the other night he was he was sensational. And um, and yeah, very about um yeah, to do that in your 300th game shows what an absolute legend he is of the game. And when um, you look at Tim Taranto as well, who is just having a, a great season and, and proving a lot of doubters wrong, and um, even Nick Vloston as well, having some some good footy over the, over the last few weeks as well. So um a lot of the, the Premiership Tigers are really, really standing up.
1: Yeah, which is, I mean, it's kind of what we've all been waiting for as Richmond fans all season. It's, you, you think, you look at the list and on paper and you go, these guys are all Premiership players. What's happening? Like, where are we going wrong? And to see them all start to click a little bit more now is, it's exciting. I'm, you know, not saying we're going to Achieve anything, necessarily anything great this season, but it's just good to see us play some good football and, um you know, give the fans something to look forward to watching again. But you're right, Dustin Martin, I mean, he's, he's had a great season. You know, I'm, you look at the stats, he's had a pretty good year. I think he's just probably a few goals away from getting really noticed by everybody. I mean, on the weekend, he had 35 disposals, he had a, a match high score involvements, but he kicked zero goals three. If he kicks those three goals, everyone's talking about 35 and three, and it's a different story with him. So, He's very close to absolutely ripping a game to shreds, I reckon. He's not too far off. But, um, no, absolutely exciting. Like you said, Nick Lost only kicked his first goal since 2020 as well, which is something to celebrate. Um, but, yeah, no, it was just nice, I think, to chair Koch off at the end after a, a win against St Kilda, who have been a bogey team for us the last few seasons as well. They normally have the wood um, yeah, the us, so it was good to get a win over them.
0: Yeah, and I feel like the Saints had their opportunities as well. They um they came home hard and and they had some some chances late in that game to to hit the front too. And and I think they all the shots on goal went on the full, so they um they were pretty wasteful in in tough conditions. But I thought who was really good for Richmond was was um, Ben Miller. I mean, did he play the game of his life? I've never seen a never seen him play like that. And um and some some of the stuff he was doing for a big man was um was unbelievable.
1: Yeah, it was probably one of Ben Miller's standout games for sure, especially in those conditions for a guy his size, to be taking marks in the wet, kicking goals, like you know, on-the-run snaps. It was um, – yeah, it took it took quite a few of us by surprise. I remember the one goal he – or one of the goals he did kick was an on-the-run snap, like I mentioned, and Dusty was kind of there in front of him, and everyone's just thinking, kick it to Dusty. And then he took the shot, and at first you're like, oh, no. But then you see it saddle through, and you're like, geez, where has this come from? It was um, – mm-hmm. that was exciting to see these young – you know – these younger guys, Ben Miller's been in the system for a while now, but it's only this year he's starting to get some consistent game time. And um, no, it was good It was good to see some of these younger guys, yeah, come through and show the goods because it's um, going to put us in good stead going forward.
0: Yeah. And Dimmer in the crowd as well, there to watch Koch?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, at the game, we only saw him. We only realized he was there at a, somewhere during the fourth quarter. But apparently, if you watch the game on TV, they were absolutely flogging him on the screen and showing him nearly every time Richmond kicked a goal. So, um, no, look, it was good to see him there supporting his old mate, Koch. Like, they sort of went through it together. I think Koch took over as captain not long after Dimmer took over as coach. So, they sort of rode that wave together through the whole thing. So, it was nice to see him there and, um, yeah, supporting the boys and Koch in the big the big occasion.
0: Yeah. So, this puts Richmond right back in the in the hunt, doesn't it? Um, out of nowhere, really. A few weeks ago, everyone was talking about Richmond finishing bottom four, bottom three, and, and now all, all of a sudden, you're, you're sitting in ninth position. Um, it's quite remarkable.
1: Well, it's our favourite spot in the latter two finish, I reckon, night. So we're, we're probably feeling right at home at the moment. But yeah, you're right. It's been um, a bit of a weird three weeks. Definitely didn't see you know see us sitting where we are now. I mean, three weeks ago, like you said, we were, we were bottom four, um, and it was you know a bit of a shambles going on. But yeah, three wins in a row is always very good. But again, um, it's nice to be winning some of the close ones because the narrative has obviously been the last two years that Richmond can't win the close ones. But in saying that, we've had some. We've had some decent leads against teams uh, the last few weeks and we let them claw their way back in. We've held on, which is good. But um, I think if Richmond did want to, you know, sort of contend and try and make finals, they need to make sure that when they've got those leads, you've got to put the foot down a little bit and keep going instead of letting teams claw back through. Because Richmond's next game is Brisbane at the Gabba. And I can tell you now, if uh, we let Brisbane claw back a lead, we're we're not holding on against a team like that at the Gabba as well. So we need to, yeah, start looking to put the foot down a bit more, I think. But... You can only win what you've got in front of you, and it's exciting times.
0: Do Richmond play finals from here?
1: Ah, No, the the pessimist in me is saying no. I think that the competition's so close, and you look at the points and the ladder and all that. I reckon that draw might come back to hurt us later in the year. Um, We've got a few easy games we should win, but uh, the Richmond I've seen this season is very inconsistent, and... If that continues throughout the year yeah i feel like we struggle to play finals as much as i want to say yes i think realistically i think we struggle
0: yeah yeah Uh, all right that's probably enough richmond um they um yeah very very impressive and um yeah for me i think if if you guys can can hover around that that finals mark um and somehow sneak in at the end of the season then I think if anyone's going to do damage, it's it's probably Richmond given their finals experience. So um, I'd say if you keep this up, look out the rest of the competition. Um, Tom
1: Lynch coming back,
0: yeah, yeah, we got Tom Lynch. Who, there's another. Was there another big name that's potentially yeah, coming back? Jacob
1: on? Hopper. Hopper.
0: Yeah, that's right. He'll be yep. so, back
1: after the bye, which is a good inclusion. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's huge. Um, well. You've got to talk about your team. Let's talk about my team. And finally, something positive to talk about with the Blues. And it's been a bloody tough couple of months, to tell you what. I can't even remember the last time I was happy after a Carlton game. And um, we hadn't won in Melbourne since round four. And round 14, we finally do it. So it's been a long, long couple of months. But, um, yeah, the Blues look very impressive and a completely different team to what they've showed the last few weeks.
1: It absolutely was. And i tell you what – at the end of that first quarter, I was thinking, oh, this could be another another sort of similar story that we've seen from Carlton the last few weeks. But I think after quarter time, like I said, I wanted Richmond to do, Carlton really put the foot down and just, uh, you know, I guess let everyone know that they're still a good side and, you know, they're not, not going to be knocked over consistently week after week anymore. I, I think this was a sort of uh, line in the sand type of game for Carlton supporters. I'm sure you all hope so. But from watching it, it really looked like it was that, yeah, kind of line in the sand type of game.
0: I think similar to, similar to Richmond in in the fact that both teams have been very like average and under what the initial expectations were for both sides and not playing anywhere near the the talent that's in both teams. And you feel like it just needed a a win like this to sort of spark something and potentially go on a a bit of a run um, and try salvage something out of the season, whether that's making finals or not, just to. Just to try get something out of the season and and give your supporters some sort of hope going into next season, which which, yeah, for, for Carlton fans, it's what we desperately need. We've been crying out for some sort of good footy for the last last eight weeks. So just to, to get something like this, um, yeah, it just gives us hope again and and you know, you, n- you never know what might happen if we um if we can, you know, play this kind of footy more consistently.
1: That's the thing, and I mean. All your star players sort of stood up as well and had those big games. The like Cripps was really good. Walsh was really good. Harry kicks three. Like, everything gelled. I thought Doherty had a good game. uh, Weedering played pretty well. As like all these big-name players that – yeah, who was that, sorry?
0: Adam Chera, just having an yeah. unbelievable oh, season as well.
1: I didn't mention Chera purely because, yeah, he's had an unreal season all year. He's been probably the, um, the only one that's really shun out just about every game Carlton have played. Um, but this week, yeah, you had – all these stars around him as well step up which was um offer well for Carlton fans a really good sign.
0: Yeah. Well yeah, that just shows the big reason why Carlton were travelling so poorly was because their the main players who they rely on so much just were horribly out of form and all they needed was to just have a big game and um and get some sort of form back and and this is the result of that happening. So um and yeah hopefully this gets them out of the rut that they've been in and and they can kick on for the rest of the season and yeah I thought for mine, Paddy Cripps was probably best on ground, 27 touches, three goals. Had an enormous amount of contested possessions and clearances. Again, he looked like he was back to his, his brown low best. Um, he was sensational. And then Sam Walsh probably had his best game after coming back from back surgery as well. So, um, yeah, they're the big names that we, we needed firing and we have needed them to fire all season. So to finally get them up and about was was huge. And, and yeah, Harry, um, Harry looks like he's... Uh, got his goal kicking yips behind him too which is which is fantastic for him and I'm sure he's feeling a lot better about himself so fingers crossed it's uh it can lead to something um, but time will tell with that but all in all we're just trying to enjoy the moment because it's uh it's been very tough this year on a yeah supporting Carlton trust me it's been it's been bloody tough and i think with the expectation comes stronger disappointment so um, There's obviously been tougher times, but I think no one expected Carlton to be like this this year. So to finally get some sort of positivity and a good win, um, we'll absolutely take it.
1: 100%. But like I mentioned earlier, the season and the competition is so tight at the moment. Like I'm just having a little look at the ladder now. And I mean, just to look at both our two sides, we're only a game in front of you and we're ninth and you're sitting 14th. That just shows like how quick you can close that gap. So a bit of confidence goes a long way after winning a game like this. And if you can take it on the next week and the week after, and the week after, then you just you just never know where your season can go because of how close the competition is. But speaking of the latter and jumping away from Richmond and Carlton, because I'm sure everybody's happy to do that. We've got Geelong currently sitting tenth and the Sydney Swan sitting fifteenth at the moment. I know we've spoken about him a little bit, but I mean, geez, this deep into the season, did anyone expect these two teams to be sitting outside of the top eight?
0: Well, wow. Yes. Well, yeah, going by theories, everyone probably expected Sydney to to fall off a cliff, given what what happens to teams when they get smashed in a grand final. So you'd say Sydney, yes, it's, you can say it's a shock, but at the same time, it's not because historically, this is just what happens. Um, and then Geelong, I think everyone probably wished Geelong would fall off a cliff after finally winning that premiership. Um and it looks like it's happening. So, But at the same time, I'm very scared to write Geelong off ever because they usually come back to buy you. So, but, yeah, they're just super inconsistent this year, Geelong, I think. And they've had a lot of injuries. So um, if they don't make top four, I'd say it's going to be hard for them to, to back it up. But you wouldn't want to play them in the finals if they make it.
1: Uh, you definitely wouldn't. I mean... Speaking of injuries, Paddy Dangerfield was the big one over the weekend. He just I think he just came back from injury, didn't he? And then he, he got injured again with fractured ribs or something potentially might have been. So worrying signs because I feel like the Cats are a completely different team when Paddy Dangerfield's in the side and up and firing. But you're absolutely right. I mean, again, they're only two points behind the Tigers at the moment sitting 10th. And if they sneak into the finals, you, you wouldn't want to play them, especially if you get a game down at GMHBA or something like that as an away side. You really wouldn't want to be down there playing them in the final because... The experience that we know they've got. Um, you spoke about Richmond having finals experience. Geelong are right up there. So definitely another scary proposition coming up against them if they do make finals. But it's a long season and you never know what will happen.
0: Yeah. The team that they played on the weekend, Port Adelaide, they've won 11 in a row now. They are looking ominous. And to be honest, they're probably the premiership favourite for a lot of people at the moment. I think I think they're swaying... That way for mine, Um, they're looking obviously very hard to beat. They've won 11 in a row, but geez, they're they're probably the most balanced um, and lethal team in the competition at the moment. They're looking pretty scary.
1: Yeah. Oh, they really are. And the thing is it's got, they've won so many games in a row now that it's almost at the point where everyone's saying, Oh, they're due to drop one. They're due to drop one and they're just not dropping a game. It's, if anything, if any game they were going to drop, it might have been this strong one. But again, they just held strong and got the win. And I don't see where their next loss comes from. And that's just a testament to what Ken Hinkle is doing with the boys there. And for people questioning Ken Hinkley's ability to coach and whether his job was safe, and you know who knows what's going on there. But after the performance we've seen, at least this far into the season, you'd have to say that he's well and truly cemented his spot as their coach, um, as long as he wants to stay there, because they're playing some outstanding football and blokes like butters rosie they're all they're playing superb footy at the moment
0: yeah so butters been the brown low he's looking good
1: uh yeah potentially if uh tim taranto wasn't in the league he might be a chance but um (laughs) no yeah i mean yeah look he's if he's not in the top one or two favorites then I, i don't know who else would be he's been tearing it up i'm pretty sure he's gotten 10 10 votes in the coaches votes at the last six or seven games he's played in he's been outstanding butters and um you, you watch him closely, and you can see why his work rate is through the roof. His physicality is there, and he finishes and kicks goals too. It's he's the all-round package at the moment, Zach Butters, and it would have been a smoky if, you, if I told you this time last year that Zach Butters was going to be the, I be the best player in the competition in 12 months' time. I don't think anyone would have believed me. So he's um he's not come out of nowhere because he's always been a talent, but in terms of the level that he's jumped to, I think he's um yeah come out of nowhere in that sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's an absolute superstar. He's um, just the way he dominates games as well. Is he's, yeah, really taken it to another level this year. So that's a big reason why Port Adelaide are, are playing such good footy is, is players like him and Rosie just leading the way, um, which is great to see. So we think the top four is set. I mean, those four teams, you'd, it'd be hard to argue against them being the best four in it at the moment.
1: Yeah, no, uh, M- Melbourne are the one that, that get me because they've been that little bit inconsistent all year and they've just sort of scraped their way by, but... I think after their win on Monday which we actually hadn't touched on but there were the win against on Monday just gone against the um against Collingwood probably changed my mind a little bit there and I think all right, now nah, I reckon Melbourne's definitely sort of back to their best or they've found that form again and yeah you're right you got Port at first Collingwood at second the D's at 3 and Mel- uh, Brisbane at 4 um that they're they're definitely your, your best four teams in the competition so I reckon they they're locked in and something would have to go um pretty wrong for that to change but you know again in saying that, 7th, 6th, and 5th are all only a game behind Brisbane. So Brisbane lose a couple. Someone like St Kilda, Essendon, or Bulldogs win a couple. Who knows? It's bizarre to think. But, um, yeah. well, who's who's,
0: who would you say is more likely to, to jump into the top four out of that bunch if someone was to?
1: Um. Gee, that's a good question. I'd like to say the Dogs, but... I think when St Kilda are really up and going, I reckon that they're a good sniff at that. I feel like Essendon might not be quite mature enough yet to get there, but they've been proving a lot of people wrong this year as well. So I'll say St Kilda um, just because I think their early season form was pretty good. Um, but yeah, that's just honestly picking a stride of the hat. That one that all three teams are going pretty well at the moment.
0: Yeah, I, I just don't. I don't think anyone wants to believe Essendon can do it just yet. I don't. They don't just haven't. Proven much just yet. I mean, they've they've had some good wins, albeit they've had a pretty soft draw. So uh, let's be honest, over the last few weeks. Um, but they are where they are, um, and they're doing well. And you probably think out of that bunch, you say the Bulldogs probably have the most weapons and talent and star power to to get themselves into the top four. Because when they get on a run, they're they're really hard to stop. Um, and yeah, with Saints and Essendon, you probably just don't trust them enough at this stage. You'd say like the Saints have dropped some games that they probably should have won. They've been a bit inconsistent after their their little honeymoon period with Ross at the start of the year, and um, and then the Bombers have, yeah, the Bombers have proved a lot of people wrong. So yeah, it's 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 you'd probably think that that top half of the top eight's pretty much pretty much sets. Um, it just depends what order it it sort of finishes in.
1: Yeah, exactly right. Like we said, there's still a long way to go. But, you know, if anyone doing ladder lot of predictors and things like that, I'd be surprised if there was much change going on there. I mean, even eighth position Adelaide, they're flying at the moment as well. They're playing some good football. And I'm not sure how many home games they've got left, but you almost pencil them in to win every time they played Adelaide Oval too. So I reckon you're just about, yeah, it's just about safe to say that our top eight is nearly locked and loaded, ready to go.
0: Yep, 100%. What about uh, what about the Giants over the weekend, or more in particular? What about Frio? They were incredibly disappointing, and the Giants were very impressive.
1: This is a shock for me because Frio had four on the trot, four you know, four solid wins in a row. They had the bye, refreshed up, came up against the Tigers the week after. Ended up being a pretty good game. Richmond just got over the line, and I thought, all right, that might be a bit of you know, kick up the butt that Frio need, and they'll come out strong against the Giants and to see them get dismantled the way they did. I tipped Freya. I honestly thought they'd go over there and have a sneaky chance to get up. But to see them get absolutely dismantled the way they did against Giants, who, let's be honest, haven't been you know anything too crazy hot this year. Um, yeah, it was a real surprise for me. Uh, I, I didn't see it coming, but also all credit to Giants because they were very impressive.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, this was another game that I, I changed my tip just before the game. I had the Giants tipped and then changed it to Freya. I just thought, you know, Freya the... Their form has been pretty good and you would have thought for a team that's playing for finals and um, and underachieving definitely this year compared to last year, you'd think they would have showed a lot more than that. I think they only kicked four or five goals for the game. Um, yeah, they were, they were terrible, to be honest. They were really bad and they... The Justin Longmuir team prides itself on, on its defensive work and um, and closing spaces down, but they just let the Giants run run absolutely wild and very concerning for them. And you, you, you put a line through Freo really this year in, in terms of making any impact because um, they've had a lot of games like this this year where they've just completely not been good enough at all. and. Yeah, you definitely question whether they can um, make any sort of challenge or, or have any impact in September if they if they do make it, but it does look unlikely. I think the teams around them are, are performing a lot better, and the Giants are making a bit of a charge. They are uh, they yes yeah, started the season very um, up and down, but their last few weeks have been really strong, and um, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna hurt some teams on the way, and, and definitely um, definitely shake up the top eight.
1: When you have got your stars like Toby Green kicking four goals, yeah you're always guaranteed to give teams a bit of a shake-up, that's for sure. And like you said, Freo's defensive work is what they've been priding themselves on. And to not get anywhere near those expectations would be super disappointing. And this is going to be the second year in a row now that Freo have probably fallen short where we all thought they might have been. Does, how long is, is this window for Freeman? Or do you think? How many years does this window stay open for them to, to climb? Because obviously last year, they were disappointed towards the end of the season. And this year, it looks like it's going to be much the same. They're a young list. I know there's a few ageing blokes like Fife, obviously that'll be gone soon. But do you, do you think their window has still got a bit of time left?
0: Yeah, I still think they're relatively young. Um, but yeah, I think that their, their brand of footy just—I don't think it's attractive enough to sort of be saved. You know, like I think these losses are amplified because their brand of footy is isn't great to watch. Like their brand of footy doesn't really save them. Um, and I know their fans will be pretty disgruntled, and the way they they've been going about it, and um, you know, and when they win, it's fine. Um, you know, they can lock down teams and keep it really tight and defensive, similar to what the Saints do at the moment. Um, but when they don't win, it looks it looks re- like it looks uglier than than your stock standard um, stock standard loss. I think so. Um, to say they're still in the, I, I still probably think they've got an- another couple of years in there, but. Um, I just don't see how their their brand of footy stacks up. Really, um, it's just yeah, it's just not working for them. Yeah, so a bit
1: of a, a bit of a makeover, you reckon? is probably in order for Fremantle at the moment, and yeah, I probably probably agree with you there too. I think it, it almost it's almost a boring game style. Like I know those defensively minded teams usually are a little bit more boring because they're not so focused on attacking and playing really fast footy and all that fun stuff that we love watching, like Collingwood are doing at the moment. But when Fremantle's defensive game gets turned on its head, and they can't do that the way they want to. There is no plan B, from what I've seen, and I reckon that's probably what's what's absolutely hurting it at the moment. But one player I do want to shout out from this game as well is uh, is Josh Kelly. I remember before the game, I was saying to someone with me, I said, "You know what, what's what's happened to Josh Kelly? Remember he was the Brownlow favourite, and everyone was talking about him being one of the best players in the competition. I feel like he's dropped a little bit, and then he went and got thirty three and three. So he absolutely uh, put a bit of egg on my face after that game, but." Um, I reckon he's probably just slipped under my radar a little bit playing at the Giants, but Josh Kelly is well and truly still a star, just in case anyone was wondering.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's a, he is a superstar. He's a Rolls-Royce kind of player. Um, and, yeah, if he played for a Victorian team, he'd be, uh, I think he'd be a lot more appreciated. Um, but, yeah, he, he's an absolute superstar. Him and Toby Green are, are the you know, real stalwarts of that club, aren't they? They've been around a long time and um, and, yeah, still playing some really good footy.
1: Yeah, well, there's not really many left, I don't think, that were from that original Giants class when they first started up. Obviously, famously, a lot of players have left clubs and, and moved on. So, um, yeah, for those boys to be there as long as they have is a real testament to the culture the Giants have got.
0: Yeah. Um, Last game on the Sunday as well, we had North and the Doggies. Um, It was a pretty good game, actually. It was a really tight... I think North, North impressed a few people. They kept it pretty close. The Bulldogs did... Um, did kick out a little bit but North were able to, to drag it back and it was only a 21 point margin in the end
1: well we've both said this about North Melbourne most of the season that they're going to shake up a few teams and give teams runs for their money and they did that today with the doggies I mean the doggies managed to kick away in the end and make the score look a little bit more convincing but the, uh, North really put up a good fight Um, I mean Zerhar was outstanding I thought today he had a really few a really good few patches of play where he just looked like he was an absolute, you know, freak out there. And then um, on the other hand, you had Cody Waitman kicking six of the dogs. And I think he was probably a big part of the reason they won that game in the end was just his dominance.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. He was, he was, he's had a a big few weeks as well. And it all came together for him, which was, which was great. He's such a, he's such a star and um, he's got the makings of being an all Australian small forward uh, for many years. I I think he's, um, he's an absolute superstar and, um, and just a fun guy as well. He just seems like such a jovial guy, and um, just someone that's really, really good to watch. brings so much energy. So, um, and then the Bont was dominant as well. I think talk about Brownlow. I think he'd be, he'll be right up there as well. Brownlow, night, He's had a, a sensational season, and just the way he dominates games, obviously, would really stand out in front of the umpires, and should get him plenty of votes.
1: He's one of those players that we all want to see win a Brownlow, and he just. He, he, He's always so close every year, and I think, um, yeah, whether it's this year, next year, I think most people, all football fans, want to see Bontempelli end up with a Brownlow Medal. So it'd be great if it ends up being this season. But um, you're right; his, his season has been outstanding, and I think just the way he goes about it, his height, he's such a big presence on the ground. He, it is hard to let him go unnoticed. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. All right. Well, I think that's pretty much it for for this weekend. Obviously, a shorter weekend, less games. Um, we got one more buy round left of of lesser games and then we're back into the normal weekend. So it doesn't give us a hell of a lot to talk about, but I I feel like we've done a good job.
1: I think we have. I think we've covered pretty much everything, probably put a bit of mayo on some other things to extend the topics a little bit, but I reckon we've done quite well. One question I do have for you, Marcus, because I'm in in the same boat as you this weekend. We've both got the buy this week. Richmond and Carlton both have a buy. What I don't know what to do with my weekends now the Tigers aren't playing. I normally jack myself up all week waiting for the game and then I sort of try and calm down afterwards. But now I've got nothing to look forward to. Who, who's whose team are you jumping on this weekend?
0: Jeez, that's that is a good question. I'd say I'd say the doggies, but they're also got the buy So um I don't know. It's it's a good one. It's it's a good question. Definitely not Collingwood, well, definitely not Essendon. Um, right, let's go. Let's go Port Adelaide, unless they've got the bye. Oh, they've got the buy too. You're kidding.
1: Port have the buy. Yeah, you've got <laughs> Carlton, North, Port, Richmond, Dogs and Giants, all with the bye. All
0: right. Let me have a look at the fixture and I'll tell you who I'll who I'll be, uh, if I have to support anyone. Um,
1: I want to see if we've got the same team. So I'm going to let you go first because I'm interested to see who you go for.
0: I'm going to say Hawthorne. I'm loving what the Hawks are doing at the moment.
1: Not bad, not bad. I'm yeah. similar. I'm close, but I'm I'm going Suns. I want Gold Coast
0: to. Um, you want them to bounce go. back,
1: right? Well, yeah, I, I'm torn though because I I do, I do and I don't. I don't for peel it for a selfish reason because if they do, they'll uh, they'll jump the tigers in the ladder again. But um, I do want the Suns to play finals football because I just think that they've been waiting so long and they've had so many chances and gotten so close so many times and you just think, geez, when is it going to happen for them? So. I do like the way they play their football, the way they go about it. So in that sense, I would love to see them do it. But from a selfish point of view, I think I have to agree with you on the Hawks there too, because if they start winning games on um, Gold Coast, they're competing with us for that final spot. So Hawks at the moment, i yep. threatening I'll go with Hawks. I'll go with yep. Hawks as well. Yep.
0: Yeah, I think their loss for the Gold Coast today was... um that, that would have hurt them a lot, I think, for a team that's so close to making finals to, to show up like that, the MCG would... um would definitely have hurt him. They've had such a good few weeks, and um, to to do that would have been tough for them, But I'm sure they'll bounce back at home against the Hawks. Although the Hawks have been good, but I think they should bounce back there. But there we go. So we'll be uh, we'll be looking at the same game.
1: Can't wait. Looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, but no, I think that's that's pretty much it, mate. I think we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there. It's it's been fun. Um, a bit more positive this one. I feel like we've been um, we've been a bit mellow, been a bit sad um over the last few weeks on these episodes. So it's good to have some positivity all round and um and really bring a lot more energy to the table, which is uh which is quite refreshing. So um and fingers crossed we can uh we can do more of this over the next few weeks. But I'm sure we'll have plenty of uh positive positivity next week because we'll uh there won't be a win or a loss. So we'll uh we'll be very uh very calm next week.
1: Absolutely. Look forward to a different type of podcast. That's for sure. It's going to be uh, very interesting. But before we do go, Marcus, I want to quickly make sure that everyone remembers to thank our wonderful sponsor, Gavos Freight Solutions, who you'll find in the descriptions. And if you're watching on YouTube, it's obviously right there below. Marcus and myself, um, Peter and the team do such a great job and they've been sponsoring us for a couple of years now and really make everything that we do possible. So a big thank you and shout out to them. And for your freight solution needs, make sure to hit up Peter at the team and all the details, like I said, will be below.
0: Well said. righty. Well, we will uh, we'll leave it there. Have a uh, have a great week, and we will chat to you all next week.